0: hello everybody and welcome back into another episode of the Soul Core battle spirits podcast my name is costa and as usual i am your host and today i'm very excited to get back into the set two review that we started last episode so last episode we did the review of all the red cards and today i'm planning to do purple and white really excited to get straight into purple because in my opinion it really does build upon the foundation that set one set up for purple it's not just you know, you're either playing curse control or mid-range, there's a lot of strategies happening, and they're all sort of in their own field, even though there are main cards that you want to be looking after. Other than that, there are you know heaps of strategies that you can do. And White has some spicy stuff as well. And as you already know, I'm a massive mecha fan, and so is pretty much half the population of people that play this game. So everyone's super keen to get into the mechas. So without any further ado, let's get stuck into it. Now if there are any interesting cards that you find throughout this episode, or even in your own time looking through these cards that we talk about in set 2, or even EX1 that's already been released, make sure you visit Grimdark Gaming as the store for all your singles battle spirits related, or anything else that's tabletop related at all, and use the code TCG for 5% off your entire offer, that will help me um, and the podcast a little bit, while also making those orders cheaper for you and supporting Grimdark Gaming. Now, without any further further ado, <laughs> let's get stri- straight into the, the purple reveals, starting with the Void Ogre, Emperor Avarita. I, I don't really know how to say this card's name. It is one of the Void Lords of the set. So this set has sort of focused around Void Lords in the the theme of the, of, the, of the set and like the lore and that sort of thing. I don't really know anything about the lore. If you know what these guys are up to, um, you know, send me messages through Twitter or, or anything. I'm pretty interested to find out, but I don't have the energy or the effort <laughs> in me to go out and figure out what these guys are about. Anyway, ten cost with six purple reduction. All the void lords sort of have that format. Um, ten cost with six reductions. It's a familiar void lord. When summoned, level one, two, three. Select a void lord or undead spirit card in your trash. Summon it without paying its cost. Spirits summoned with this effect do not have their when summoned effects activated. Interesting. Level 2 and 3, it has curse. And level 3, when it attacks, your opponent selects one of their spirits, remove three cores from it, and place them into their reserve. So, pretty interesting effects. Level 1, 7k. Level 2, 10k. Level 3, 15k for 1, 4, and 6 cores, respectively. I would say this is probably the best Void Lord. Um, and if not the best, it's probably top 2. Um, I really really do like this design it really fits into the new purple theme of graveyard related stuff going on with the first effect when summoned um reborn something um revive whatever the word we want to use is um so yeah very interesting effect I really really do think it's pretty good um it does say that it doesn't have its when effect uh, sorry when summoned effects activated so you can't like um, summon this guy, summon something else with the one summon effect and then summon like activate that effect. That doesn't happen, but there are still some very, very good spirits you can summon. Um, cause there's no actual cost limitation to this. It's just void Lord or undead spirit. So any spirit that's void Lord or undead, hint, hint, um, meduke is undead. I'm pretty sure. So you can just summon a free meduke oh, technically not free. You, you paid, you know, four cores for this guy. But when you usually have to pay four for Maduke, you pay the same amount you would for Maduke, and you get two bodies instead. And this guy does have curse as well. So you can play a sort of the graveyard sort of deck package that set two is figuring out with a Maduke top end and this guy as your curse unit. Um, so you can get your blood curses and stuff going on. That being said, 10k is a bit too much <laughs> to activate blood curse. So it's not like you'd be activating blood curse on this guy a lot. But yeah, I think this guy's really, really good. I'm definitely running him in my purple deck. Um, As usual, I'm probably going to skip most of the Vanillas. So we're getting straight into the X-Rare or the other X-Rare. Floating Grave White Whale. This is an 8 cost 3 reduction undead. Hint, hint. You can summon that with your Void Lord we just talked about. So when the Spirit attacks, discard the top 3 cards of your deck. Select one of your opponent's Spirits for each Spirit discarded this way. Remove all but one Core from each of those Spirits and place the cores into your opponent's Reserve. Level two and three, during your attack step, when one of your spirits attacks reduces your opponent's life, select one of your opponent's spirits, place one call from it into their reserve. So both of those effects are when the spirit attacks and during your attack step. So these are all happening in the attack step, completely fine. Um, Stats wise, this is 5K for one, 6K for three, and 11K for six, pretty decent stats. Why is this card good? So this card is a non-when summoned middling effect. So this is an effect you can get multiple times Sorry, multiple turns and technically multiple times a turn. Um, if you want to regain this and attack multiple times or if you've got two of them on the field. Um, so you're milling heaps, which is what you what you want for your Void Lord and what you want for your other effects that we're going to talk about later. And then not only that, when you do mill, you strip something to one and this drains stuff when you connect. Um, and if this isn't the one to drain stuff, you all, like you're playing purple. You have enough stuff to drain and leaving all your opponent's stuff on one core is going to be enough to drain them like draining one is really not that difficult in up to set two we've got heaps of cards that do that the only annoying thing is that it says select so you know armor purple still ruins this um but that's completely fine because most of the mechas don't have armor as their main thing anymore so white is kind of moving away from that um but yeah i think this is really really good none of these effects are once per turn so there are a couple ways you you want to go about milling heaps um but yeah the more you read into this archetype the more you have to worry about actually milling yourself out like milling three cards is actually a decent amount especially in a game like battle spirits that goes more often than not into you know turns five turn six ten seven even um and you're going like through half through your deck at that point and if you've got like you know netherworld depths and other things like that and you'll see other spirits and things that also mill you. Those things will stack up. So you have to really be aware of how many cards you have in your deck and how fast you need to be closing out the game. Alrighty, moving on to the next card, Corpse Giant Gigasha. G- this is a 5 cost, 2 reduction undead with Immortal 6 or 10. Just a reminder, Immortal is Beldegore's effect that um, if, if a spirit of that specific cost is dies during that the attack step you get you get to summon that from your grave so with this guy if something that costs six or ten dies during your attack step or your opponent's attack step um you can summon him from the grave and he has when he attacks levels two and three select when your opponent's spirits with one core that spirit cannot block during this battle like this effect would be way better if it just said drain one um (laughs) like yeah this card is not that good and six or ten is very weird it's not like 6 to 10. Um, so things that cost 6 or 10 aren't dying very often, let's be honest. Like 6 or 10 is like your Void Lord, for example. That's like 10k all the time. Like it's really not dying very often. Um, so yeah, it's weird. Um, I probably wouldn't run this, but you know, each to their own. We have Grave Digger Skeleton. This is a 3 cost 1 reduction undead. When summoned, you may select the Spirit card that costs 2 or fewer your trash and summon it exhausted. Summon it for free. Very nice. Um 1k and 4k, obviously terribly statted. Uh, but it's a good card um for your summoning from the grave shenanigans. Um just to let you know that there is no colour or cost restrict there, there is a cost restriction, but there is no colour restriction on this card. So you can play this in your two cost rush deck, reborn your two cost your freezer tools and stuff, that sort of thing. Um But yeah, you can also reborn your zero cost spirits from EX1, um, because it's two of fewer. But yeah, I think that little guy is pretty good. Next, this is one of my favorite cards from the set: Imperial Knight God Avello Palladian. Sick name. Um, <laughs> this is a seven-cost three-reduction shadow, so not something you can reborn off the void lord. Important to note: when destroyed, one, two, three, select one of your opponent's spirits, remove seven of its cores, and place them into their reserve. So your opponent has to be really careful about destroying this because one of their things is getting drained completely. Um... Back to the reserve, obviously. Level three, during either end step, if one or more of your spirits has been destroyed this turn, draw two cards at the start of the step. So with decks like this, where you want to be focusing on your graveyard getting filled um, very fast so you can reborn stuff and cycle through stuff, um, you will come across the issue of running out of cards because, for example, you're going to be playing Nemesis. um, You're going to be summoning small dudes, and Nemesis popping them to drain cores or to you know do do other things with nemesis and you'll be discarding cards through core theft um, and if you don't have another world Depths, um, you know on the field then even though you have a lot of cards in your graveyard that you can recur later you don't have anything in your hand so this is the card that will allow you to provide that you know you have six cores on it which is a bit of an issue <laughs> six cores for level three is a lot but if you do get to the late game um, and you have enough cores to spare for this guy and you really don't mind you know, not doing anything else this guy will draw you cards very very fast so assuming you've got this nemesis and something else on the field um you know you can do your nemesis shenanigans and um, kill that other little thing that you've got draw two at the end of the attack step if you want to save those shenanigans and block during the opponent's turn because it's either end step um, if you block with your little dude and he dies then you draw two again um, from this guy so this is the spirit. The only spirit, actually, in my opinion, that that has the ability to draw us that many cards. So, the ceiling for this card in regards to how many cards it can draw is absolutely absurd. But the floor is also extremely high in that it's hard to get it online. um, Because six cores is just such a big big ask. Um, But like I said, if you do get to that point, then it's doable. Next, we have... Dark Knight Lamorack. This is one of the other best cards in the set. Completely not even in just purple, best cards in the set. It's a four cost two reduction shadow unit, another shadow. When destroyed, select one of your opponent's spirits, remove one of its cores, and place it into the reserve. Pretty decent. Remove one when destroyed, you know, not too shabby. Lamp to scoff at. And levels two and three important effect. During your turn, the first time one of your purple spirits is destroyed each turn, return that spirit card from your trash to your hand this effect you need to get your entire mind across completely because every purple deck from now on is probably going to be running this card to somewhere or another i'm definitely going to be um, in my purple decks that aren't like curse control this card is absurd so every time you do your your nemesis things so when destroying something um to stuff something else up on your opponent's side of the board this card lets you refund that card back to your hand it's important to note that it doesn't say um instead of destroying it or something like that because things like that that would replace the destruction effect don't actually activate when destroyed effects but this card goes through it because it lets it be destroyed and returns it from the trash to your hand so the card actually does hit the trash and then comes to your hand afterwards so this card is absolutely amazing only does it once per turn Um, it's the first time so if you had two of these guys it doesn't make a difference because it says the first time um, but still, you do it once every turn and you lose no value pretty much. It's so good um, in keeping that hand advantage healthy. If you aren't really keen on using the Imperial Knight God that we were talking about earlier to draw 2, Dark Knight Lamorak is where it's at if you want to keep your hand advantage um, as high as possible into your matchups. And this card does have, you know, an alt art. I don't really like the alt art as much as I like the original art. Um, I feel like it looks a bit weird. But yeah, moving on to Divine, Saturn, Dragon, Chrono, Boros. This is a 6 cost 2 reduction Serpent. Um, When destroyed, level 1, 2, 3, your your opponent selects one of their spirits, sorry. Remove 3 of its cores and place them into their reserve. Mm, I'm not the biggest fan of letting my opponent choose. I guess if you got to choose, it'd be pretty good. I don't know, it also has to be destroyed by opponent, so it's not just a when destroyed effect. Anyway, um, levels two and three, when summoned, if you spend a soul core as part of this spirit summoning cost, your opponent selects one of their spirits, remove a core that is not a soul core from it, and put it into the void. So this is the only card we've seen so far that is anti-ramp. So something that puts your opponent one turn behind in the core shenanigans, if that makes sense. So where discarding your opponent's cards will put them behind in card advantage, this is the only effect we've seen so far that puts them behind in cores. Pretty interesting. I feel like this card is a bit expensive just to put your your opponent's cause back one, um, unless your shenanigans is like like playing this card, um, destroying it with nemesis and like re-putting it back to your hand with lamorak to do it again, doing it multiple turns pretty much. But all that does is stick your opponent on the amount of cause they already have. I guess it, it does get pretty annoying, but if that's your game plan, then this guy doesn't really close the game that well. So you're going to have to figure out some other way to close the game if you want to make a deck surrounding by this guy. Anyway, moving on. 2 cost 1 reduction, Viperola Serpent. This is a 1, sorry, yeah, 2 cost 1 reduction, I already said that. Level 1 and 2 when summoned. Select 1 of your opponent's nexuses, place 1 core from it into their reserve. This effect is absolutely redundant. Like, this is a card you're not going to be playing in set 2. It affects pretty much nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. But I do assume that it's going to pick up in value when set 3 comes out with blue. Um, Same as that yellow card that no one likes from set 1. The one that stops level 1 effects, I think it is, from Nexus on either main phase. Um, If you don't have that card yet, please get it for set 3. It stuffs stuffs over blue pretty well. Um, Next, we have Diviner Dragonaga, another Dragonaga. 3 cost 1 reduction. When summoned, if you spend a soul core as part of the Spirit summoning cost, look at the top two cards of your deck. Discard any number of them. Return any remaining cards to the top of your deck in any order. So if you play Magic, this is Surveil. So this is On Summon, Surveil 2. If you're playing Yu-Gi-Oh, it's Excavate. So pretty much you look at the top two cards and rearrange them in any sort of way by discarding the other. Um, It's okay in a graveyard-focused discard deck. This card is amazing. You're playing uh, like 16 of it. Um, (laughs) Card's good. And if you really wanted to, you can get over the 3k threshold for Burning Force, but we don't really care about that. After it's when someone summon effect, this is just a blocker. So yeah, we don't, we don't really care. Then we have Cyclo Winder. Six cost, three reduction, Immortal Spirit. It says Immortal 1 or 4, with 3k and 7k for 4 cores. Nothing to really talk about here. It's just another Immortal unit. The 1 isn't going to come up very often. 4 is a very common number. Um, the thing with this is... You're paying 3, which is a similar amount you'd be paying for Buildable, but Beldagore does have a one summon effect. This is still way worse than Buildable. But if you're playing the Graveyard deck, you probably should be running this anyway. Um, just because it's going to come up a lot. Then we have Ripper Princess Azalea, a 2 cost 1 reduction Nightling with a 1, 2, 3 curse when the Spirit attacks, level 1, then 2, and 3. Um, and level 1, 2, 3 when summoned, if you summon the Spirit from your hand, discard the top card of your deck, exhaust it, if it's uh not a spirit card so if you summon this and you uh, mill one and it's not a spirit this has to be exhausted which feels kind of bad but it is what it is the stats are absolutely terrible um <laughs> this is a cheap curse unit that you run in your deck i'm running this purely for the curse because like i said before i'm running void lord to recycle all my stuff and then i'm running a top end Meduke. so because i'm running a top end and i do need a couple curse units and this one is weak so we love to see it for curse then we have Ella Fog. This is a 5 cost four Reduction curse unit. Like all levels curse, 3k, 4k, and 7k, 4, k and 7 k for one 3, and 6 cores respectively. Literally nothing to talk about there. Um, cards, just decent, I guess. <laughs> like it is what it is. All right, moving on to the nexuses. Um, in my opinion, all the nexuses in this deck, sorry, in the set actually kind of suck. Um, but to make up for that, most of the magic is pretty good. Without any further ado, let's just get straight into the nexuses, get him out of the way. Dread Rock Fortress, five cost three reduction, says level one or two during your attack step. When you reduce your opponent's life with an attack from one of your spirits, your opponent selects one of the exhausted spirits, remove two from it and place them into the reserve. During your opponent's attack step attack step, sorry, flash, level two, you may destroy this nexus to select one of your opponent's spirits, remove a core from it and place it into their reserve. This has removed three for five cores or two if you've got full reduction. This is terrible um like yeah really really not that good um and it lets your opponent select stuff so terrible four cost to reduction impaler pale for forest, the forest sorry this is a another nexus obviously during your attack step level one and two when you destroy one of your spirits with one of your effects your opponent selects one of their spirits remove a core from it and place it into their reserve not once per turn this effect is amazing this is the only nexus i'd be running from this set Level 2, which we don't really care about. At the start of the step, you may discard the top card of your deck. If you do, select the spirit card in your trash and return to the top of your deck. This is decent, but for 3 cores, it's not that good. It's during your opponent's end step, so you're prepping your turn with it. Um, I guess if you really want it, it's there for you. Um, yeah, Monstrous Mausoleum is another one. During your attack step, of your spirits with soul core on it is blocked. Remove a core from the blocking spirit and place it into your opponent's reserve. Level 3, sorry, level 2, 3 cores, draw a card one of your own, dead spirits is destroyed, pretty decent, maybe worth running, um, and that's it for the nexuses, so all that's left is the magic, which is amazing, we've got 5 cost to reduction for, reanimate, this is a magic, burst when an opponent resolves the spirits, when summoned effect, discard the top 3 cards of your deck, return 1 of the purple spirits cards from them to your hand, and then pay the main, main, save the spirit in your that costs 5 or fewer, summon it without paying its cost. This is absolutely amazing, reanimate, perfect card. Then we've got the Hangman, 4 cost 3 reduction, so you're paying 1 for this, select 1 of your opponent's spirits, if you can attacks or blocks during this turn, remove 4 of its cores and place them into your opponent's reserve. Eh. Then, Assassinate, 5 cost 3 reduction, too expensive, main, your opponent selects 1 of the Exhausted Spirits and destroys it. Why are we letting our opponent select, like, yeah, I guess, this is pretty much... Just deadly balance, but bad. Why I don't know, I would never play Assassin That is it though for the purple stuff. Um moving on to white. Woo! Damn! I did purple in another 20 minutes. I was wrapping that, that part at the end. Anyway, um let's get straight into white. After white I'm gonna talk a bit about what I think about the archetypes, but for now I just want to get the cards just over and done with. So we can talk about the archetypes a bit more in depth. So, Trickster Machine God Loki, Loki six cost two reduction mecha. When destroyed, no level. So when destroyed by your opponent, summon one of your mecha tokens. This is a token that's level one, three K with zero cost. It's still a spirit. Um, level three during either attack step. When you or your opponent loses life, select one of your mecha spirits or nexuses. You may return it to your hand to refresh this spirit. So for four cores pretty much, so this is a spirit that's 4k on level 1, 6 on 2 and 8 on 4. So, pretty good spirit, I'm not going to lie, this is pretty much your mecha game ender. Um, this together with DMDD is giving you quote unquote infinite attacks that are unblockable. Important to note that this attacks as long as you have things to bounce. If you don't have things to bounce anymore, it doesn't untap, um, doesn't refresh, sorry. And similar thing, it's during either attack step, so it's when your opponent or you lose life. So if you lose life, this also refreshes, so you can block multiple times too. So really, really strong, um, just really strong mecha. I do appreciate that, you know, let say he's a good guy. Wing, God Mech, Grand Warden. and this is the next mecha. A cost four reduction, level 1, 2, and 3 during your opponent's turn. When they use a magic card from their hand, specifically their hand, they must discard a card as an additional cost. During your turn, refresh the spirit when your opponent uses a magic card from their hand. And level 3, when one of your spirits is refreshed, it gains 4k. Important to note, this is an additional cost to activate the card. So if your opponent um, tries to activate something and it's their only magic card in hand, if that makes sense, then they can't activate it. Um, because they can't fulfill that you must discard a card as an additional cost. So yeah, during your turn, it refreshes, pretty cool guy. Um, I think you're only playing this against obviously Lustre and maybe Purple, um, but against Green and Red and your White Mirrors, you're not really doing much else, um, you're probably siding this guy. Thunder God Mech this is a 5 cost 2 reduction mecha, level 1 and 2 has armor red yellow, and level 2 for 3 cores, when it attacks or blocks, select one of your tokens, you may place all the cores from it onto this spirit to draw 2 cards, so you put the cores from it onto this one, so it makes... I don't know, that makes no difference because it's already max level, but I guess it's better than putting them into the reserve, I guess. Um, and you draw two, which is absolutely fantastic. This is what white has always needed. It needed in archetype draw, and this gives you a, Um, you know, very situational, of course. You don't want white to have too many things. But yeah, combos very well with the next card, which is Gunsmith Mime. A four cost two reduction mecha when summoned if the number of spirits you control is equal or fewer than your opponents, summon one of your tokens, same thing, 3k, one, uh, zero cost, sorry, you know, the tings, this is a nice little combo, where you can summon this guy, um, make a token, you swing with the other guy, sack your token, draw two, your Loki can bounce this guy back, to summon him again and make another token, um, yeah, you know, some good, some really solid stuff happening. Moving on from mechas, this should definitely be a mecha, but it's not, it's a machine beast. Merged Mech Lord and Mammoth Aegis, 8 cost 4 reduction, level 1 and 2 when summoned. Draw a card if you have fewer cards in your hand than your opponent, and place a core from the void into your life if you have fewer life than your opponent. Level 2, during your opponent's turn, when the spirit is exhausted, select one of your opponent's spirits that costs 5 or fewer and bounce it. 6k for 1 core, 10k for 4 cores. This spirit is so close to being good, Just if level 2 said during either player's turn, and if it was machine beast slash mecha. um, But it's just simply not. So, very unfortunate. Moving on. Uh, We have Blizzaster Eagle. Definitely the best named card in the set. (laughs) Blizzaster Eagle is very cool. 6 cost with 5 reduction, machine beast. You're playing this for 1, potentially. Level 1 and 2, it has armor, purple, green, and yellow. One of the only cards with armor purple, uh, sorry, armor green. Um, and level 2 for 3 cores, 7k. When it blocks, this spirit cannot be destroyed by your opponent's destruction effects during the battle. So it's pretty much armor red also um, during its blocking. Um, pretty much. So decent spirit for your machine beast deck. Pretty good blocker. I wish it went a bit bigger than 7k. But it is what it is, you know. So we've got another machine beast. And this one is a void lord. Lion, Machine, God, Superbia, 10 cost, 6 reduction, just like the other Void Lords. When summoned at the end of this turn, place 3 cores from your trash onto this spirit. You cannot place a soul core on this spirit with this effect. Essentially, this makes it a 1 cost spirit, because you're paying all for it, putting 1 core on it, and then you're, you're refunding 3 of those 4 at the end of the turn. This is just the turn you summon it, though. Level two and three, when your opponent's spirits is returned to their hand, you may pay two cores from this spirit to refresh it. Pretty decent blocker. Um, but this is also not a specifically timed effect. So if this happens at any time during your turn or your opponent's turn, you can untap it. And level three, during your opponent's attack step, when you lose life, refresh it. So more refreshes. This is pretty much like a big blocker. Doesn't do too much else. Doesn't affect your opponent's board in any way. It's just a big scary blocker. Ursus Polaris is a four-cost two-reduction machine beast. When it blocks on level two, your spirits with a soul core on them gain three K during this turn. I don't know why it says spirits. We only have access to one soul core, so it's I guess it's just one. Uh, but they gain some some BP, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Then we have Polar Ice Dragon Glacius, seven-cost two-reduction armored dragon um level one and two if it has a soul on it cannot be selected by the effects of your opponent's spirits and its cause cannot be removed by the effects of your opponent's spirits this is spirits only so magic does what magic do um, <laughs> you can still drain this with magic and that sort of thing but level two when it attacks it cannot be blocked by your opponent's spirits that costs three or fewer so it cannot be chump blocked uh, by three cost of fewer spirits moving on jet wyvern sick guy Level 1, 2, 3, armor purple, white, let's go. Uh, this is what we want from armor spirits, just cheap. And that's same, multiple armors on them. Then we have Sunkshane. Sunction, Sunkshane. 6 cost 2 reduction, android. Level 1, 2, and 3 when it blocks, place a Corp in the void onto this spirit. This is Glass Bear, um, but bigger, <laughs> I guess. So yeah, kind of ramps you when you block. One of my favorite cards in the set is actually Ice Goddess Freak. This is a 5 cost 2 reduction Ice Princess. With level 1 and 2, both players must pay 1 core for each card drawn when drawing outside of their draw step. So this card actually will force your opponent to drain out um, if they have cathedrals, sorry, netherworld depths on the field because obviously it it says they must pay 1 core for each card drawn and netherworld depths does force you to draw. So this card is actually draining your opponent um, when you block with your spirits during their turn and when you attack with your spirits during your turn so really really interesting card can actually see quite a lot of play so i'm probably going to be citing this in my purple matches Alrighty, and i think that does it for the spirits so let's get into the nexuses which are just as bad as the rest of them um four cost two reduction far flung land this is a level one and two during your opponent's attack step flash destroy this nexus buff off something, 3k, I don't even know why this text is there. Um, Level 2, during your opponent's turn, place a core from the void onto this nexus. When your opponent summons a spear with a one summon effect. eh, okay. But you have to put three cores onto this to have that happen. And they can see it happen, I don't know. Giant Beast Fortress, sorry, Forest. Four cost, two reduction. When destroyed by your opponent, place two cores from the void into your reserve. Why would your opponent ever destroy this if it has this effect on it? I do not know. Um, during your opponent's main step, level two, for one core, when your opponent's effects adds card to their hand, all of your spirits gain a K. This is okay. Um, 1,000 is not that much, but for all your spirits to gain it is pretty decent. Um, and it's not color-focused either. So if you're playing this in a low-to-the-ground yellow deck or anything like that, all those little guys are gaining a 1,000. And it only costs one core, so you might as well. Then we have Tranquil Ice Cavern, five cost three reduction. During your opponent's attack step, your blocking spirits gain a thousand, that's just Rocket City. During either attack step, your spirits with a soul core on them cannot be selected by the effects of your opponent's spirits with a soul core on them. Absolutely terrible effect. I am never running this. Moving on <laughs> to the white magic, which in my opinion is pretty interesting. We have Reboot Code, seven cost or reduction, so you're playing three for this. Gets burst when your opponent destroys your spirit, All your spirits gain. Sorry, all your white spirits gain when they block. They gain two K. Okay, it has flash, select up to three, and refresh them. Um, Okay, pretty sure this card's terrible. Um, It's regain, but for three spirits, um, I don't know. I guess this card can be alright. Um, we have iceberg three cost one reduction, so you're only paying one for this. It has select minion of spirits. It gains armor red, purple, green. Uh, funnily enough, this doesn't say uh, armor white, so I guess um, armor. <laughs> it also has flash, gain two K. We don't really care about that. This is going to be important against specific colors that are, oh, sorry, decks that are red, purple, green. So you are welcome to side this card, even if you're not playing white. So you're paying three to protect something for a turn. Um pretty decent. Important to note this is only protecting it on your turn. So for example, if you got Archangel Michaela and you're doing your big Michaela turn and you're versing purple and you really don't want her to get caught thefted, slam this thing um during your main step and it's free. Your yeah, Michaela is now um armor purple. She can't die to purple things. Pretty decent. Then we have Infinity Shield. This is four cost, two reduction, suppression. Flash select one of your Machine beast or Mechas, it can block while exhausted. Fantastic. Um, this effect is absolutely amazing. You're playing this along with your other Suppressions in pretty much every wide control deck. And the art is really, really cool. Looks like one of the Machine Beasts is being protected by an ice sort of shield. Um, Haha, <laughs> get the pun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, cool card. I really like it. And last, but definitely not least, we have Inescapable Avalanche. This is a 4 cost, 2 reduction magic flash return on your opponent's attacking spirits to their hand absolutely love to see it for one reason and one reason only this card does not say select so this card goes straight through armor so if your opponent has an enterprise um, that's giving their whole board armor and you're like damn i don't really know what to do against this and they make the mistake of attacking with it you're like ha, bounce that enterprise um it's gone so yeah um until we get heavy armor which is doesn't care about the word select Until we, you know, get that, then this card is going to be pretty good. So I'm definitely going to be running this uh, to bounce the damn diners and bouncing the anything else that's attacking that's, you know, annoying to deal with, like your blood curse units and that sort of thing. Send them back to the hand. Ooh, baby, these cards look so good. And that is it for purple and white. So let's talk a bit about what these new archetypes can do Um, in addition to the foundations that set one brought us starting with purple. So obviously you've got the, um, milling that we've got now with purple. Um, we've got stuff to, um, reanimate stuff from the graveyard, from the trash. Um, and we've also got things to start loops happening. So obviously this is very important, um, especially for grindy colors like purple to have um an engine that can keep going into the late game um this kind of makes things like card draw a little bit less needed because you have an engine that recycles itself all the time so purple may start going a little bit you know cutting down on the netherworld depths um, just because you don't actually need that much card draw anymore what these effects and strategies actually allow you to do is put your most important things in the graveyard uh, where your opponent can't really interact with them yet just because battle spirits isn't a deck or isn't a card game that has introduced banishing or anything like that that interacts with the graveyard just yet so it allows you to put things into the graveyard a lot faster than you would put stuff into your hand um, for example floating grave white whale which is what we talked about earlier mills three when it attacks um, there are other cards that mill um, mill 2 from magic effects um dragonaga mills 2 as well and summoned um so your graveyard will be feeling a lot faster than your hand is which means that you'll be able to find your most important pieces more than likely in the graveyard than you will in your hand and not only that you'll find them faster in the graveyard than you will in your hand meaning that your reanimation effects in your void ogre is even more important um because it just gets your pieces faster that way it's pretty much tutoring um to those who aren't very familiar with uh, magic the gathering tutoring is a term used to define um, a way to get a card that you need specifically from an area into your hand or into your possession so these sort of effects give you tutoring in more steps if that makes sense so you have to put something into the grave and then use another card to bring it out of the grave into the field but that pretty much tutors that card into your field um, so in my opinion you should be running four of the Dark Knight Lamorack, which effectively allows you to do these things in a loop constantly. Um, Do when destroyed effects, put them in the grave and add them back to your hand, that sort of thing. Um, I'd be running as many copies of Void Ogre as I possibly could get away with. I know 10 cost reduction is a lot, so maybe 1 to 2 could be good. I'm going to start testing 3 personally. Um, 3 may be a bit too much, but we'll see. Um, Just because it's one of the things that gets my things, so my spirits from the graveyard into the field. Along with the Void Oger, I'm gonna be running four of the Reanimate. It's a five cost uh, magic that reborns a five cost. If we talk about the promos in the future, some of them have already been spoiled and revealed. There is a purple promo that on summon deadly balances something. So Reanimate is like coming comes in completely clutch with that. You can summon it normally. Deadly balance. Darklight Lamorek adds it back to hand. Summon it again. Deadly balance again. Goes to the graveyard. Reanimate it again. There are things you can do now, just like that, Um, it gives you an idea of the amount of recursion and the amount of removal you have now, um, and the amount of efficiency in your combos. So I really do think that purple got a really nice boost. If we're comparing it to red that we talked about last week, it has a lot more support than red does. That being said, there are a few duds. The immortal cards are pretty duddy, if that that makes sense, Um, you're not really using them that much. Divine Saturn Dragon doesn't look that good either. And Imperial Knight, God, um, just for six cores, it's a bit too much um, to be drawing the, you know, going plus one with the draw two. But surely if we can find a way to make that efficient, um, we'll be doing that a lot. Um, Because drawing two cards is pretty good. Um, In regards to white, obviously mechas are mechas. Um, You'll be running them um, alongside Axe biter, which is the best card in the game that we have currently. In addition to Mothership. Uh, Mothership is a card that's been sort of in the sidelines for a while, but you will see a recurrence now with the Mecha Spirits as as well as Axe who is absolutely amazing. I would be personally running four of Gunsmith and a few copies of Thunder God Mech. Um, the one that draws you to Maybe three copies, maybe four. Uh, four maybe too many. We'll see. I would be citing the Winged God Mech. Um, if you see any copies of that, just for the Luster Mirror. Uh, sorry, the Luster matchup. Um... Not that, you know, it completely destroys that matchup, it just makes it tougher for luster players to get going. Um, And yellow did get a bit of luster support, so that's important as well. And I would be looking to end the game with Thunder, sorry, uh, Trickster, Trickster Machine, Loki, and DMDD. So once you get those two pieces, um, you can look to end the game on one turn every turn. So pretty much your mecha plan is to survive through the late game, get your cards needed, get your cores um, and your reductions up going. Um, you know, with your other mechas and your Axe and your uh, Motherships, you'll be able to get more cores and your Axe biter will protect the Mothership and your Axe biter will also protect your life because it's Axe biter and he never dies. And hopefully you'll be able to find your pieces. You'll be able to find your Demdana and your Loki with no real issue um, because your opponent just can't threaten your board. And once you do, um, they hit the, they hit the board and can threaten lethal every single turn. Um, and you're pretty much putting your opponent on, you better have Ice Shield four turns in a row, otherwise you're dying. So, yep, yeah, pretty much if you hit the combo early enough, your opponent is extremely unlikely to have seen multiples of Ice Shield. Um, unless they're playing, you know, purple or some deck that draws a lot of cards. Um, and yeah, you're pretty much able to kill them very efficiently and very quickly. Obviously, Machine Beast did get a bit of support as well in Lion Machine. God Superbia, as well as the merged Mechlord. Um, both of these spirits, as well as Bilzaster Eagle, all have reductions from the Nomen City. Um, so you can play them a lot earlier than you would otherwise be able to play them. Turns three on four, maybe for even some spirits. So Lion Machine, maybe turn five, you'd be able to play them um, and get some really, really big bodies really early on. I'm not sure exactly how efficient. Machine Beast will be because they don't really have a good way to end the game just yet They're probably still relying on Doom Diner and that sort of thing to end the game Which is fair enough and in my opinion keep an eye out on the Ice Goddess Frigg Um, If it's not good now it will see play at some point in the future if the game continues to to do as well as it's doing right now I do love this effect not once per turn both players must pay one core for each card drawn I will try and side this for my netherworld depth matches and (laughs) force my opponent pretty much to drain their own cores to the point where they can't even ice shield anymore things like that um, are what ice goddess can do unfortunately her stats are pretty terrible 3k on level one meaning she can be burning forced. so you will have to have her on um, three cores for 6k just to give her that bit more protection are you still running norman guards and enterprises just like set one i think you are in both these decks you are, you're definitely running norman and enterprise in your machine beast deck you're probably still running them even in your mecha deck. At the end of the day, white is white, and it does lack on a lot of core ramp and it lacks on card draw. Core ramp, obviously, you can find in green, and card draw you can find in pretty much every other color. But white just does not have that enough. So Norman Guard is absolutely needed, and Enterprise give you that extra bit of protection that you need um, in specific matchups that you need them in obviously have a bit of testing see if you want to still main the um the enterprise or not um but yeah another thing that i want to you know mention is infinity eye shield and inescapable avalanche obviously infinity eye shield is just a mecha and machine beast card but inescapable avalanche is a really good card keep it in your side deck um just purely because it it avoids and goes straight through um armor so things that have armor white just like enterprise will definitely annoy your board um, if you're versing a wide control matchup so Inescapable avalanche will definitely be able to clean that up for you um but yeah other than that i really do think that some of these cards are really really good in my opinion if you're someone who is a competitive player i mean even if you're not if if you're someone who's more interested in the financial side of things get as many copies of reanimate as you possibly can get your hands on it is a rare from the set so a, a decent chance of you pulling it from a box um i would say but if you can buy singles for reanimate please do this is a card that's just going to get better as the game progresses there is no limitation on what you can color wise reborn it's just purple i um, sorry it's just cost five or fewer regardless of if it's yellow green red it does not matter so any spirit that gets printed from here on out has to be in the back of our minds can i reanimate this and if so how much value can i get from it Um, With that being said, thanks for listening in to yet another episode of the Soul Core Battle Spirits podcast. Next week, we're going to be talking about yellow and green, which is the newest color, and it's got a few more cards than um, purple and white had today. So that will be maybe a little bit of a longer episode. Um, But I'm going to go back to finishing the Pro Tour. It's currently being streamed. So I'm going to go finish that up and see who wins because I'm very excited. Um, But yeah, I hope you have a good week. Stay healthy, stay fun, and catch you next time. Bye.